You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back. On Inside Black and Gold, Jeff Nowak, Steve Geller, still with two-time Super Bowl champion, former Patriots and Saints wide receiver and host of Patriots Report with Price and Hogan, Chris Hogan. And, you know, these two teams are interesting to me because I feel like, you know, while the Saints are obviously on a new coaching regime, there are a lot of similarities with where the Saints and Patriots have found themselves over the last few years. You're, you're turning around from the most successful period in the team's history, you know, in, in both instances. And things haven't particularly gone as you might have hoped, right? You know, there's been off misses. There's been, you know, missed draft picks or whatever, you know, maybe not the type of offense that you're used to. And I know that's a source of frustration for a fan base that kind of got used to the highest level of success. And so yeah. you know, look at this current Patriots team and just the state of the, the state of the Patriots. You know, what is kind of your your, you know, view of how things have gone and how things are going right now? Yeah, I mean. You know, I think the beginning of the season has obviously not gone the way that they've wanted it to go. I think that New England is hurting themselves. You know, we're first couple of games of the season, we turned the ball over too many times, um, not taking care of it, and ball security in the NFL is is your Achilles heel. I mean, if you turn the ball over in the NFL, your 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 chances of losing a football game go through the roof. Um, so that's that's number one. I think that. I think that New England really hasn't had the opportunity to establish themselves, um, you know, kind of create that identity that I kind of talk about as an offense, you know, because we're always we're playing from behind and it's tough to get into a rhythm or get into what you want to do as as an offense, um, you know, to win football games if you're always playing from behind. Um you know, we haven't, you know, there were a couple of, you know, the, the, in the Jets game, I thought we did some really good things. We, we ran the ball well. Uh, you know, we had the play action going. We had some plays down the field, um, you know, which we really didn't have in the first couple of games. Mac really didn't really have any attempted throws that were over, you know, let's just call it 15 yards. So we weren't really trying to push the ball down the field and make those big, big time, you know, plays that can really change the, you know, the, the pace of, of a game. Um, Defensively, I, you know, I, I really I like where we're at. You know, de- New England has always history, right? They've always had a good defense. They've had guys that are good playmakers. They have guys that are good role players. Uh, you know, really 
Um, yeah, I feel bad for the young kid, uh, Christian Gonzalez, that you know hurt his shoulder in the last game because he was playing so well in the first four games of the season. Um, you know, you saw him; he was matched up against some really good receivers, and you know he was doing a very good job. You know, matched up on Tyree Kill. You know, and, and I know he wasn't following them around, but you know, right. held Ty- you know we held Tyreek to forty five yards. You know, he got matched up on Garrett Wilson. You know, down in the red zone a couple of times, one on one, where they clearly were trying to get him the football did a really good job on, you know, the offensive rookie of the year last year. So he was, so he was progressing so much and, and so it hurts to see him get hurt. I, you know, I wish him the best and I hope he gets healthy and continues his, his growth as a player. You know, so I think the team right now uh, for new England, I would say the same thing for the saints, right? You've had a couple of these close games. You know, I know that we had a tough one in Dallas. Dallas is a very good football team and they put it on us. Right. But we turned the ball over in the red zone. We, you know, turn the, you know, pick six, Things that you don't, you don't put your defense in the best possible, you know, you, there's no way to succeed in that way. You know, there's going to be points put up. So I think for New England, it's really it's it's not about it's not about the Saints. And for the Saints, it's not about New England. I think it's really about the teams in general. Right. It's about it's about what do we have to do as a team to keep ourselves from from losing football games? And how do we how do we just continue to grow as a football team? How do we get better? How do we put ourselves in? in better positions throughout football games. You know, how do we play more offense, defense, you know, special teams, complementary football, all of those three phases, you know, all those phases have to work together to win these football games. So I don't think that in for either team, one phase or all three phases have worked well together throughout an entire 60 minutes of a football game. Um, and I think that's got to be the focus. You know, you can't worry about your opponent every single week right now. Like that's, we're so early in the season. And things can change drastically over the next, you know, the course of the next quarter of the season, right? So it's like, why, why are we going to worry about who's coming in or who we have next week? Let's worry about what we're doing wrong. Like, let's get, let's correct that. Let's get better at the, the basics that maybe we haven't been doing for the first quarter. And now let's see what happens if we go out and we play, we play well, we don't turn the ball over. We have, you know, establish a run game, you know, get bigger, get big plays down the field. Guys got to step up, right? I think saints have guys that have been there for a long time. They have leaders in that locker room. New England has the same thing. There are a lot of new faces, but there are a lot of guys that have been there. They know what it takes to win football games. They know what it takes to go play into January, right? That's the goal. So as for those guys, you got to just, you got to, those young guys, the guys that haven't been there, like their learning curve has got to go, you know, pretty quickly. Um, And they're, they're there to help them do that. So not all is lost for either of these teams. I think, (laughs) you know, I still, I still firmly believe, I know Saints have a very good football team, great organization. New England has a good football team. They're just struggling right now. And, I think it's the urgency has to go up for both of them. Um, I think that they need to figure it out now as opposed to later down the line because, you know, I've been on those teams before and it's certainly not fun if you don't have an entire roster bought into winning football games because December, November is can be a very brutal couple of months. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned urgency. That's exactly what like general manager Mickey Loomis, uh, head coach Dennis Allen have mentioned going into this week. There's no panic button, just that heightened sense yep. of urgency. Uh, looking at the patch, though, is 
Is Mac Jones that dude? Is he that guy to lead the way for this team, man? Uh, listen, I, I got to believe that, uh, first of all, there's no one else that you're going to put back there, right? <laughs> that's that's the reality of the situation. We're not let's, not, let's not make some crazy, you know, change right now where it's going to change the whole more, you know, confidence of our offense and, uh, and as our team. We don't need to make that change. I've seen some very good things from Mac Jones in the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, we did throw some turnovers and, you know, we were playing in some weather that was not great. And we had some guys not toe tap on the sideline. We didn't get two feet down. Now we're going into tie a football game or, you know, we turned the ball over in the reds. You know, these are all things that happen in the course of a football game. But yeah, we're all going to point fingers at the one who touches the football every single day. But he was doing some good things. He was, he was making some good throws. I think that last weekend is not a good representation of who he is as a quarterback. Throwing the ball across the field doesn't work in the NFL, right? Yeah. Defenses are going to prey on that. You know, turn the ball over in the red zone. You know, when you're scrambling, you got to know that these dudes are coming after it with one job and one idea in mind is that's just to, to rip the ball out of your hands and create a turnover. So those are things that, you know, I just, again, you, we talk about urgency, right? You got to learn from this stuff. You got to learn from your mistakes, not let it happen again, and just get back to, you know, making the good throws, making the right decisions. You know, I, that's on the coaches as much as it is on players. You know, like, let's prepare. Let's put all of our guys in the best possible position to win a football game or win their matchup. So I would, you know, really expect Pete, you know, Dennis, you know, Bill, Billy O'Brien, like all of those guys, you know, to come out with a, a pretty fire game plan this week for all of their guys to succeed. You know, I think that's what they're focused on, you know, Offense, defense, special teams. How do we put our guys in the best possible way to succeed and to win a football game? There's a lot in common between these teams, and it's like even the things they say about themselves are seem, seem to be similar. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that that is very true of the Saints that I know is true of the Patriots as well. They love bringing players back, right? They're yeah. not. Sometimes they'll let guys walk. You know, they're not going to. You know just go crazy to keep a guy around if he's getting offered a crazy deal in the open market, like, okay, go get your deal. But, you know, like we saw it with Malcolm Jenkins, we saw it with Patrick Robinson, like they'll bring him back when the time is right. And, you know, the Patriots are doing that this week with JC Jackson, a guy who went out to LA and, you know, things didn't particularly go well, but the Patriots know exactly who this guy is. So I'm curious, Mm -hmm. do you think he's going to be able to step in this week? You know, obviously he, it doesn't have to learn the system too much. He's been here or been there, I should say. So do you think he's going to be able to step in and fan? (laughs) Yeah. It's tough. I think for, for players, especially you have so much success in new England and then going to a different organization, you know, I would say the grass is always not greener on the other side sort of thing. And, you know, you go to a different system and you go get coached by a different guy, you know, things might be a little bit different. You might not, you know, be in the same kind of environment for you to succeed. JC has all the talent in the world to be a very, very, very good cor- uh, corner. And he was a very good corner for us when he played as a, as a rookie guy that stepped up and made some big time plays and in some big time situations. So he's going to be thrust into that role. You know, I got to fully expect that Bill's going to expect a lot from him and they need it, right? They lost the guy. They got a bunch of young guys in the secondary, you know, they need someone to, to go out there and to be able to be that, you know, that, that lockdown corner, that guy that they can expect to be, you know, be in big time matchups to make some big plays. So, you know, I love JC coming back to New England. Um, I think Bill's going to have, 
you know, some really good conversations with him and set some pretty realistic expectations for him to come back and, and try to get this team, you know, back on track to winning football games. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Uh, looking at the uh, home field advantage, obviously, Foxborough, uh, one of the better venues, I would imagine, in football. And surprisingly, this team 0-2 to start the year. But I got to imagine those fans are going to be coming pretty fired up into this one. Yeah, I mean... I'll say this, the fans are definitely not used to losing that many games at home. I mean, right, you know, right. statistically, we win a lot of games at home. I mean, I think I've, over the course of my career, I think I maybe lost two two games at home. So, you know, that's a, I think that's a real thing for, for New England. I think being able to kind of stay in your routine, you know, you're at your home stadium, um, the fans, you know, that whole environment is going to be still fired up, man. I mean, they're there's some of the best fan bases that I've been around in my career. So, you know, I hope that they're able to kind of feed off of that energy. You know, you never know what Foxborough, I mean, hopefully it's a nice day on Sunday because we haven't had many, you know, great days over the, you know, in at home, you know, it's always kind of been crappy weather, but you know, that's kind of playing in new England, right? I mean, that's, that's how it is. You know, the weather's kind of always kind of up in the air. So, you know, hopefully we get a nice day for both teams to, you know, really kind of just battle it out and, you know, really fighting for a win, you know, that they I'll need. have the spoiled fan base, though, dealt with not having Tom around anymore. <laughs> are they are they piling it on Bill Belichick right now? No, I don't. Th- there's so much there's so much respect in that fan base for, okay. for Bill and what he's done for that organization, for that community. It, you know, it, it's tough. I, yeah, I think fans are just they're. They're in this this weird universe where they don't know what to, you know who to point fingers at, yeah. and I think it's just they, this team just needs to show show that show that fight. You know, they're looking. I think the fans are looking for the spark. I think that the team is looking for that spark. And once they get that, they're going to go all in on it and and hopefully just run with that. You know, so I think they're just looking for guys to step up and be and be leaders on the team and and, and on the field and and specifically on Sundays for them to go out there and try to succeed. All right, we're talking to former NFL wide receiver Chris Hogan. I appreciate the time so much. And one more question, just based on you know the NFL is fascinating for for a lot of reasons. One being anything can happen any given week. You look at the Cowboys and they've outscored their opponents what 110 to 13 yeah. uh, over their three wins, but then they go out and lose the the Cardinals, right? <laughs> a team that is starting Josh Dobbs and, you know, the Dolphins go out and beat the Broncos by 50 and then they go yeah. to Buffalo and lose by 28. You know, yeah. it's it's fascinating. And so the the Patriots are one in three. They have losses to the Eagles, Dolphins and Cowboys through very good teams. Yep. And so you look at a one in three team that probably believes they're a lot better than that. And so my question is, this is a long winded way to get to that. But, you know, the Patriots win this game. If like what has to go right? for the Patriots to, to, for you to feel confident the Patriots walk out of this game with a win? My number one thing is not turn the ball over. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's the, that's the biggest factor in all of our losses that we've had at home, on the road. You know, I don't know what happens in that game against the Cowboys. You know, I think that Dallas is a very good football team. I think that they might have come, come out of that with a win no matter what. 
tough to go on the road there and play. But, you know, you look back on these games and, and where we've turned the ball over and how many turnovers we created and how many lack of turnovers we've created on the other side. You know, it's tough, man. You're giving up teams other, you know, possessions to score. And, um, you know, it's just it's really hard to win football games in the NFL without turning the football over. And every single week, you really have no idea, right? We talk about it. You just said it. You know, you you just never know what team's going to show up every single week. And so for them, I think Max got a good – do a really good job of distributing the football. I think that he's got to make the right reads. He doesn't have to do any of these – have these outer body experiences where he needs to throw the ball, you know, make these huge plays every single drive. You know, I think he's got to make the right reads, receivers – tight ends, running backs, you know, they all got to step up, you know, make, you know, make the best of the opportunities they get when the football comes to them. Um, and on the defensive side of things, you know, they got, they got some shoes to fill, you know, they lost Matthew Judon. They lost Christian Gonzalez. Those are big shoes to fill. So um, I would fully expect the leaders on that, you know, and on the defensive side of ball for them to, you know, pretty be, you know, pretty excited this week during practice, um, you know, knowing that they have these shoes to fill. Uh, and be excited for the guys that Bill, Bill's the next man up type of guy. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, we lose Matthew, we lose Christian. You know, we, we and I can't sit here and, and, and sulk about it, right? It's who, who do we have next, right? That guy, you got to prepare even when you weren't playing as you were going to be a starter. So now, you, now you're thrust into that position. You got to You got to perform, you know, or it's going to be the next guy up, right? So, we're going to put those guys in the best possible position to win football games and for them to be successful. And then I think, uh, you know, on the, the special team side of things, I think that new England's done a really good job of trying to create some, you know, some big plays. I mean, we had, you know, we had the block kick, you know, we've done a pretty good job when the, you know, field position battle will be, I think a, a big thing for this team, uh, especially with two good defenses kind of battling it out. Right. So I think that'll be huge on Sunday. And, um, Again, you know, winning the turnover battle. That's week by week. I'm going to, it's going to beat a dead horse with that one. You know, it's, you can't, <laughs> we, you can't we, say we that enough. Cajun Cannon, we work with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. That's his stat every week, too, the turnover yeah. margin. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, if you look at the stats, you know, you turn the ball over once and you're, the probability of you winning that football game goes way down, way, way down, you know, so. That's got to be the key. I know Bill is preaching that. You know, I know he's been preaching that, but I know it's probably extra. You know, we're probably watching ball security film every single day. We're doing pra- in practice. That's what we're starting with. We're probably ending with it too, to be honest with you. And that's something that he's going to preach all the way up until Sunday is ball security, ball security, ball security. And we do that. You know, that was always his thing. You know, we can't, we can't win until we keep ourselves from losing. Right. And, that's going to be the biggest thing. That's going to be how they're they're going to approach this game. Uh, we can't worry about who's coming in. We got to we got to take care of New England. What's going on with us? You know, figure ourselves out and do do our best. Prepare. Do your job. You know that, that it's always kind of odd for me to always bring that up in these situations, but that's what it's about, man. It's do your job. You know, we don't have to. There's nobody out there that's going to win the football game by themselves. If you got all all guys, you know, the entire team up and down the roster doing their job throughout that game, you know, then then, then we see. You can look you, you can turn on the game film and say everyone here did their job, you know, and let's see what happens at the end of the day. 
That is always a funny thing to me. It's like, if you just do the simple things well, yeah. you're going to win a lot of football games. You can, yeah. you can make highlights. But if you do the simple things, like hold on to the dang ball, <laughs> your life's going to be a lot easier. Yeah. But all right, Chris Hogan, thanks so much for the time. Check out Patriot Support with Price and Hogan if you'd like to go behind enemy lines. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens this weekend. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. One of the best names and nicknames in the NFL, Mr. 7-Eleven. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for us here on this episode of Inside Black and Gold. Thanks again to Chris Hogan for coming on. thought that was really interesting. And like I said, you know, he was here for one of the most fascinating periods of Saints history that no one ever talks about. And that, you know, the, the relocation from Ida. We didn't even talk about it. Remember there was a fire the the gut everyone everyone learned what a gutter tub was because there was right. a fire at the Superdome while they were relocated and it How was just like yeah there's yeah. flooding there's fires then they beat the Packers thirty eight to three a team that went on to go to the NFC Championship as the Saints missed the playoffs <laughs> oh anyway it's uh you know I think that's a good just a good example of like and and look at the Patriots right now is a good example of like you know things change quickly in the NFL. This was a this was the Cowboys team coming off a loss to the Cardinals. But they got manhandled. It wasn't even a close game. Like it wasn't like it came down to the end and the Cardinals made a play. They dominated. And then they showed up in New England and won thirty eight to three. Or I don't know. Was it in New England? No, they were in they were in Dallas. Okay, they were in Dallas. Never they were mind. in Dallas. But either way, they lost thirty eight to three. Yeah, and they, their one win was uh, at New York at the Jets. So yeah, they are zero and two at home. But you know, that's how quickly things can change, right? You lose to the Cardinals, then show up and and beat the Patriots 38 to 3. You know, like I mentioned the Dolphins, like you beat the Broncos by 50 and then you lose by 28 to the to the Bills. It's you know, things can change quickly in the NFL and that's why, you know, I think the Saints believe that things can change quickly for them too. Like I think one positive performance, one game where you put up three touchdowns on offense and things start to look like they're headed in the right direction. And I think this this whole this whole season will feel a lot differently. The problem is you got to do that. And to this point, we have not seen a team that looks capable of doing that. But hey, last last time they went up to New England, it kind of got things on track because uh, it was a similar situation. You had just come off of a loss to the Panthers in Week Two. This time it's Week Four against the Bucks. But like that Panthers game up in Carolina after that Packers game, Chris Hogan was on the Saints for that game, and they kind of took it to the Patriots. Mr. McCorkle, that's his middle name, by the way, in case you didn't know that, Michael McCorkle-Jones. You know, they, he threw the ball 50 times, and then the Saints, that was his rookie season, they kind of they kind of took him for a ride in that game. I know they had three interceptions. Marshawn had one with a broken hand. Um, and so if you can do that again and come home 3-2, and two, well, I guess they're still on the road, but head to Houston 3-2, and two, I think feels things feel a lot differently. So that's, this is me kind of with my, you know, unearned optimism saying, you know, it would sure be nice if this team could find a way to give people some confidence that this is not going to be the entire season of, you know, oh, maybe we can win 12 to nine, you know. To me, at least, uh, I'll look at the positive of I feel like the offensive line has made strides from week one uh, until we saw them at that Tampa game. I didn't think they were one of the main issues, obviously, in that matchup. So I'm going to look at that positive along with a little bit healthier Derek Carr going into this week, dealing with that shoulder. And hopefully this offense, let's find the end zone, please, please. No more, uh, you know, double reverses on second and five in the red zone. Let's just score. Let's do that. Let's score. Anyway, this is Inside Black and Gold. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks again. 
Chris Hogan for coming on. And uh, yeah, we're getting ready for week five Saints two and two Patriots one and three up in Foxborough. It's going to be windy, a little cold, but hey, that's October in New England. They're going to get it done. All right. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, it's at Jeff underscore Noack, at Steve Geller, WWL, and at Saints underscore pod. Check out WWL.com for the latest news, notes, and analysis, and check out Sports Talk every day, 4 to 8 p.m. on WWL AM 870 FM 105.3, and always on the free Odyssey app. Steve, get ready. I'm ready, and like I said, I want to get into the end zone. No more threes. No more kicking field goals. I need end zone action. I don't even want extra points. I want eight. Give me eight every time. (laughs) All right. Thanks, y'all. Who that? Be easy. Peace.